0: Hey guys, and welcome back to an all new, brand new episode of Unknown Serial Killers. Thank you once again for always continuing to join me. I hope you liked our Halloween special that we did because that one was pretty, pretty damn good. It was really crazy. I would never thought all these crimes would be happening on Halloween. If you missed any of the last episodes, please go back and listen to any of the episodes in any of the seasons, please go do that right now because you do not want to miss any of these because they're just that great, obviously. Of course, viewers discretion is advised because we are probably talking about murder, violence, and possible drug use. But of course, we're talking about murder and violence because if we weren't, why would we be here? So today's story is going to be about Jerome Dennis. Let's not waste any time and get right into it. Dennis was born on December 14th, 1966, the seventh in a family of nine children and raised in the Columbus homes in Newark. Raised primarily by his mother, Dennis grew up in the grasp of law enforcement starting at age 11, but was never charged with any crime because of his young age. He dropped out of school in the 7th grade. Afterwards, he began escalating his crimes from minor theft to rape. That's, that's a big jump. On November 6, 1981, Jerome, 14, along with his brother, William, committed a rape in the downtown Newark. If you don't know where Newark is, that's New Jersey. After the attack, both brothers traveled to Military Park and stopped at a payphone to report their attack along with giving up their identity and were subsequently arrested by police, by which time the phone call had lasted almost an hour. After their initial arrest, Jerome and William confessed by confessed to having committed another two rapes the month before in October. The boys were charged as adults and stood trial together, in which their fathers testified on part of the prosecution. Jerome, then 14, was convicted in December 1981 for rape false imprisonment, and armed robbery, and was sentenced to 30 years in prison, with the minimum release possibility beginning after 10 years. Dennis took up baking while incarcerated and attended vocational cooking classes and a Bible study group. In early October 1991, Jerome, who had served 10 years of his 30-year prison sentence, was granted early release, and on November 19th, he was paroled. Soon after, he moved into a home in East Orange, that's also in New Jersey, and was hired as a Pleasantdale Bakery in West Orange, New Jersey, as a porter. Within two months of his release, on December 12th, Dennis attacked 26-year-old Zelda Bailey, but she was not seriously injured and survived. Four days later, Dennis attacked 41-year-old Robin Carter in Newark, raping and strangling Carter to death. Her body was later discovered the same Day. Two months later, on February 15, 1992, Dennis abducted 30 year old Elizabeth Kleiner, who was returning from McDonald's where she had applied for a job. Dennis raped and bludgeoned her to death before disposing her body in an abandoned house. Six days later, on February 21st, Dennis attacked 30 year old Stephanie Alston and fatally stabbed her to death, then dumped her body off approximately 50 yards from Kleiner's body. The next day, on February 22nd, Dennis was armed with a knife when he attacked 23-year-old Khadijah Harris, who survived. But these two girls was lucky that they survived because these other two so far haven't been that lucky. On April 10th, 1992, Dennis killed 16-year-old Jamila Jones. Jones was out with her friends, and when nighttime fell, she decided it was best to return home. At about six blocks away from her home, Dennis attacked Jones, raping her and stabbing her to death and threw her body off a pedestrian overpass. Between the same day and April 11, Jones' body was discovered, along with the bodies of Klenner, Austin, and the youngest victim, 14-year-old Shakia Hedgespeth. They were found within blocks from one another along the Garden State Parkway, but were proven to have been killed days apart. So... Here's where you have a dumb criminal, where you basically leave all the bodies in one area so they can all be found together. Maybe he wanted to be caught. Maybe he didn't want to be caught. Maybe he didn't think this thing through. But either way, this is probably a dumb criminal. Both the New York Police Department and East Orange became aware of Dennis's crimes but did not know his identity yet. At the time, they falsely believed the serial killer had murdered seven women whose bodies were found in rural areas around the New Jersey cities of Newark and East Orange, and two other women reported to have been assaulted at night point by men in the area. During the investigation, police in both cities announced to the public that an active serial killer investigation was underway. Female residents were advised not, not to go anywhere unattended, and patrol cars were constantly driving around the cities. Soon enough, a moral panic grew among the citizens of both cities, and the Federal Bureau of Investigation joined in to investigate. The reality of a serial killer stalking woman in East Orange and Newark was something the cities had not been used to, and at the time, the case made headline news, and on multiple occasions. The East Orange Police Department and the FBI formed a task force with input from surrounding law enforcement agencies to investigate the cases. Community meetings were held and flyers were handed out all over the city that gave advice to safety and self-defense. Investigators were made aware of Jerome Dennis, a 25-year-old bakery worker with a juvenile record that included rape. After some time, Jerome's blood, hair, saliva samples were set in for an examination by investigators involved in the task force. Next, detectives put up a phone a phone line up. And showed it to the two surviving victims both identified Jerome with little question. On April 13, 1992 Dennis was arrested and charged with 35 felonies including rape, robbery, assault, kidnapping, one count of manslaughter, and four counts of murder. He was held at a two million dollar bond. After the arrest Newark officially held a public meeting in which over 250 people showed to ask questions while the arrest was a release to investigators, the public were skeptic- skeptical of Dennis's arrest, the main reason being they believed that the arrest was made to ease their fears. Dennis himself pleaded innocent to the charges. However, after some time, he made a full confession to all the murders. One of Dennis's lawyers stated that his client suffered from schizophrenia and requested a psychiatric test on Dennis. Of course they did. Of course they wanted a psychiatric test. I mean I mean it does kind of make sense in a way because we don't know his mental background. We don't know what kind of childhood he had. They really didn't speak on they didn't really just speak on it, so I mean, maybe that could do something. On February 27, nineteen ninety three, Dennis pleaded guilty to thirteen charges, five counts of murder and the death of Carter, Klenner, Austin, Jones, and Hedgepath; two counts of aggravated sexual assault one count of aggravated assault, one count of armed robbery, two counts of criminal restraint, and one count of parole violation. Due to the plea, other lesser charges were dropped. The plea agreement also allowed him to avoid a possible death sentence. Dennis received two consecutive and three concurrent life terms with parole eligibility after 60 years. Dennis currently resides in New Jersey State Prison and will become eligible for parole on April 10th 2052 when he is 85 years old so he still pretty much has a little bit of life left in him if he's able to get out of jail after 60 years who's to say you know somebody won't kill him in there who's to say he won't die from natural causes but either way he'll still have some some life still to him he didn't never have any kids. He was never married. and never said he had any girlfriends. So when he, was, when he went to jail, he was 14, and he got out in 10 years, and so he was 24. So he was still able to do that. But instead, he just wanted to, to freaking kill people instead of just, like, living an honest life. I guess it's true what they say. Once a killer is always a killer. Like, they start off minor, and then they end up in something really deep like this. Anyways, thank you guys for tuning in this week. Tune in next week as we uncover another deranged serial killer. Like I tell you guys, be careful who you talk to because you never know who they killed. See you guys next week and also be safe.